1: light years Andy and Lou the warriors have lost the philadelphia 76ers on tuesday every player in the nba becomes trade eligible is it time to tear down the roster
2: <laughs>
3: first off welcome back sam i think uh i, I did the last couple green rooms without you and uh i gotta say the outpouring of love from the light years podcast goons and fans have been awesome to win so they, they wish you well uh if you were able if you weren't able to listen so welcome back man Welcome back. It's too bad that you had to come back for the postgame of the whatever we had to watch tonight. But, you know, you know, it's, it's good to uh, it's good to see the Warriors get a little blood on them. You can't win every game. Yeah. I mean,
1: now I'm going to sound like, uh, you know, just a retired high school coach. who just like oh, just going off about like, oh, you learn more in the losses than in the wins. But it's like watching the Warriors. This is their fifth loss in the season. And you start to see some consistent themes. You just do, you know, they don't, it's usually the offense more than the oh, defense. Right. I think they played what, I thought they played good enough defense to win tonight. Uh, Philly ended with 102. Yep. Um, and some of that was some late, late game stuff. But in general, the Warriors held them most of the game. The problem is the Warriors had their lowest scoring output of the, of the season, 93 points. And particularly in that second half, I mean, it reminded me of the Phoenix Suns second half. Reminded me of the Charlotte Hornets Grizzlies, half. yep. Yeah, we're going to throw away the Spurs game because that was legitimately just, you know, a flat game. But the yep. other four, just going cold in the second half and having no ideas when Steph gets kind of restricted, playing too defensive of lineups. It's just same old stuff in these losses. You
3: know what I thought about? You know what what I think the reason is? It, it's, yes, it's not, it's that they don't have enough guys that can get to the bucket. It's guys that, you know, can't really make an open shot when it matters, maybe. But really, that's going to happen regardless, right? That's going to happen to a lot of teams unless you have, you know, that 14-15 team. But I think the difference is what this team is. They don't have the same type of smart players that can combat a defense that doubles stuff no matter what. Andre Godal is not out there. Klay Thompson is not out there. And when those guys aren't out there, Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins were great tonight. But those guys aren't smart enough right now. Right now, game 25 this season, they're not smart enough to play a defense uh, that just says, Hey, I'm just going to double step and we're just going to force everyone else to beat us in crunch time. Those guys are talented, but I just don't think they're there yet, which doesn't mean that they're not going to get there, but I don't think that they're there yet uh, to, against
1: that type of defense. To me, it comes down more to Jordan Poole than Andrew Wiggins. um Not because Andrew Wiggins can't do more, but like, Andrew Wiggins' success this season has been taking the ball out of his hands and making him really a spot-up option, a cutter, a play finisher. He did have a couple of really strong moves, which I haven't seen too much of in this game. But, like, in general, he's doing his damage in catching and shoots and in cuts. Jordan Poole is the only other guy on this roster who can, quote-unquote, make a play with the ball in their hands. And games like this, they're, it's, they're dying for Jordan Poole to make a play with the ball in his hands. They're not going to let Steph. I mean, I thought Matisse-Thibault was phenomenal on him today, but like in general, Philly was sending three bodies, or they were shadowing him with multiple bodies the whole way. A lot of it comes down to who's going to be that secondary playmaker, and Poole is the best option of anyone on this roster. And in previous games, now this is where I will give Poole a pass. In previous games, Steve just didn't play him down the stretch, which I thought was a mistake. I thought he needed those reps tonight. He got some of those reps down the stretch, but he just – he didn't really know what to exactly. do. And that's kind of exactly. why I want to see him – I want to see him close every close game because yep. his development, if they're not going to make a trade, which doesn't sound like they're very interested in, and the roster is what it is, he's going to have to be that guy who, when teams throw too many players at Steph, he's the guy who can you know dribble, penetrate, drive, kick, and maybe you find Wiggins or – or uh, clay on the kickout because yep. that's the way you get a shot. So yep. that's yep. my
3: thoughts. I, I you know, I, and I think that he needs to play more. I mean, he played yeah. a odd tonight. He played mid thirties, but I think in this type of game, just he's 22. It's not like he's going out, out, all out on defense or it's not like he's an injury. We haven't seen him injured ever in the, in the three seasons that we have watched him. Let him play 40. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Damian Lee has been dreadful all season right since the injury and he's been dropped for the last couple of weeks he's unplayable out there let Jordan pull play he hit a couple of big threes down the stretch in the third quarter pumped that lead up right they ran a little pick and roll let the guy cook andrew wiggins had a great first half like leave him out there like i just it, it's it's Middle of the regular season, it's December. So I, I think, you know, maybe a rest makes sense. But like you said, I'm with you. The hit needs reps. He's not going to get better. Trey Lance doesn't get better sitting behind Jimmy all season, Sam. He's not coming out there next season. He's all of a sudden not throwing interceptions, right? He's going to make mistakes. He's just going to have to learn from them. Same with Jordan Poole. So I thought, it, I thought it's good that he played that many minutes. But at the end of the day, just playing 40-plus, man. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. He's not tired. He, he I mean, deserves even it, even they need it. him
1: i don't even need 40 plus i just need that 30. <laughs> i just need that consistent 30 and have him out there at crunch time yeah That's I, all need I,
3: want. I don't need Damian lee i just i'm sick of it like he was not incredible I- not in crunch time if you not want to ever. throw him out it, well <laughs> i know i know i'm being dramatic but shit he's bad like it's just it's these types. <laughs> he's of having games
1: a rough, he's having a rough go of it there's no way around that um <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh jessica adair in the chat brings up an interesting point why does it seem like Paul and wiggins never get touches in crunch time <laughs> I do think that's the other thing I wanted to point out. It does feel like in crunch time, they just try to go to the Steph Draymond two man game where Draymond's not looking to score the ball. So it's just like, how many ways can we reverse <laughs> a ball fake to get Steph a shot? Really, is what it comes down to. And like, to Steph's credit, like the ones he missed tonight are ones like. <laughs> he'll make it, you know, like it's, it, there's no rhyme or reason. It's not like, Oh, that's a bad shot for Steph. It's like they're he makes those all at the same clip, but it would be nice to see them in some of these games, like go somewhere else. Maybe try Jordan pool, pick and roll. Like you said, maybe try a Steph pool, pick and roll, or a Steph Wiggins pick and roll. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe run a play to get pool off a of pin down. I don't know. Something because, it seems like the best defense in the NBA know that they want to get the ball to Steph, and of course they want to get the ball to Steph. But at some point, you got to do something to kind of open up some space for him.
3: And on the <laughs> other hand, I think part of this too is look, Steph was awful tonight. I mean, just what did he shoot from the field like three for 15, something like that? Just three hunting again. I think part of it is oh, I don't do the, the record. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting tired right? of the record. Well, I think he's tired. I think he's a little, uh, I didn't know it meant that much to him. It makes sense now, right? like he's yeah. he's playing like it means the world to him and and you know I, I had no idea uh that it did i actually didn't even care about the record until i found out that steph cared so much and now it's a big thing and uh yeah, he's well, just like, it's
1: just like i mean he's gonna break the record and then he's probably gonna make another shoot well 12, 12 to 1500 threes in his career so it's like <laughs> my whole thing is like they're they're making well, it's like oh man He's going to break the record like he's 40 years old and he has like four games left to do it in his
3: career or something. You know what I mean? Right, right. (laughs) Well, it is a a big deal. I just think it has stuff a little rattled just in terms of like – I think he knows it. Everybody knows it. It's, it's becoming – it's like an NBA Finals thing, right, where you just come out right and right. nervous. Knows I yeah. know he
1: wants to be the team who he gets like eight oh God. to set the record on. It's yeah. Steph
3: would. I think the Sixers would rather lose. Doc Rivers would rather lose than, than see Steph break the record against them. So I, I think that's part of it because, I mean, th- to be honest, I mean, Steph's. if Steph shoots better and Steph figures out how to just stop three hunting, they win this game. So, like, there's that, right? There's that. He's going to be better than this, you know, 85% of the time um but i do want to talk about it a little bit because do you think it's becoming a problem that steph is uh even if he makes the threes that he's taking that he's hunting it so often and he's not taking what's given to him the floaters the mid-range if he's not taking those shots isn't it kind of a problem Are you worried about that a few people
1: have brought this up i tend to think when it matters he's gonna adjust but yeah, I mean, if he's if he's playing to play like this in the playoffs, they're gonna lose. Like there's no other way around that. And I'm not talking about a shot making. I'm talking about not reacting to what the defense gives you. You know? Like, at some point a team's gonna sell out so hard on threes, they're just gonna beg him to cook him for mid range. And
3: he can do yeah. it.
1: I mean, right. He it's one of those type of things. So I'm not necessarily worried about it. It's just really annoying to watch. Um, NBC is reporting the Warriors are weighing resting step first the pacers he's not, he's not playing against the pacers. i'm putting i would put big money on the warriors resting him and draymond monday night yep. against the pacers yep yep he's not playing how many does he need eight right now or seven he needs seven seven, seven. <laughs> and also um he just yeah. looks he looks a little worn down this is about the perfect time to get him kind of a second rest game of the season he's probably going to end up resting eight eight or so times in the season so NBA might as well do it now it's a long road trip it's a back-to-back indiana also seems to be like the hotbed of nba covid right now so better Ooh. to avoid that too Ooh. you know rick carlisle and protocols and everything Ooh. but anyway let's get let's get back to get, get, let's get back out there
3: um yeah ba- i mean back to the game a couple other things i don't know if you had a kind of a thing you want to go through but i wanted to talk about uh the big man stuff a little bit um what did you think about Kevon Looney tonight, Joel Embiid, Draymond Green, foul trouble playing at the five? Um, I wasn't that worried. Part of me feels like they would still somewhat need the center out there for those minutes, but I thought they fared pretty well.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if anything, I thought they played Looney too much. <laughs> I think he did a phenomenal job against Embiid. Like there's no way around that, but I, he also kind of did a phenomenal job mucking up their own offense. Like, it was like 40-40 when Looney got subbed out. And Embiid scored nothing, but the Warriors scored nothing. Did they really gain an advantage playing that type of ball? Like, that's that's my question. Was that really that necessary? I think the bigger thing was Draymond getting in foul trouble because yep. they're not going to beat teams with bigs like Embiid in a slow, grinded-out game. Like, why would you try to go str- – why would you try to go – in a, to a slowdown game versus a team that has Joel on beat You're going to beat
3: him by running him off the court. Yep. And to run him off the court, you got to go small. And then go small. Yep. And that's another back pocket thing I think I think Steve isn't going to good go to, nor should he go to in the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Godala, like, I, I, another integral piece to the small ball lineup was not good tonight. But, you know, he hadn't played in freaking three weeks. So what do you expect? So um, I think part of it – so I, I'm with you. I think there's a part of it where Steve isn't going – All out with the small ball stuff and i don't think he should um but part of it like you're saying they need to get guys reps out there though right because in these close games four out of the five losses have been the same the exact same where their defense has been fine it doesn't matter who they play but the problem is they can't generate a shot and the offense is really spotty and it's just hey steph just save us just shoot a 38 footer and pray it goes in right that's gonna work sometimes but it's not going to work every time, especially if they've got enough talent. Sam, like they've got enough talent with Poole and Wiggins there to score, even when teams are doubling Steph. This is not the 2019 uh, team against the Raptors where they had no talent around Steph, right? Like this is, they have enough talent to score. They need to figure out how.
1: Yeah, uh, um, and and some of that's lineup combinations, and it's just this wasn't one of those games. But I, well, I take it back. Earlier in the game, I thought they played way too many defensive lineups. Also. The Bielitsa minutes, like, that's peak December basketball. Steve Kerr is not playing Bielitsa in the playoffs like this. Like, <laughs> no, he's that's, not. No, he's not. That's not part happening. of it. So, I don't know. I thought the biggest deal, the biggest issue the Warriors had on the big man front was Draymond getting in foul trouble. Um, They're kind of dependent on Draymond, and, yeah, they should be. I mean, he's one of their three core players. He's on his way to his second defensive player. I can't believe he only has one defensive player of the year. Anyway. He's the best defensive player of the generation. They should be dependent on him. He can't get to foul trouble. They're going to have problems when he's not out there.
3: Agreed. Agree. A um, couple of the things I thought was, um, to games like these, I think he tried to throw JTA and GP2 out there, but I think kind of the issue, Sam, is these guys are role players, right? Um, the type of impact that they're going to have in a national TV game, big like this, is on, on the road game, it's tougher for them. On a, in a road game, it's tougher for those guys to make an impact Um, versus the home game. So I think, you know, I love GP2, I love GTA, but, you know, you kind of, like you said, he played a lot of defensive-minded lineups, but they're just not nearly as uh, effective in terms of swaying a game versus them playing at Chase Center. So a couple of things that
2: I think is important.
1: Yeah, um, and that's why this road trip is probably good for them because they have had a cushy schedule. They have been at Chase a lot. They need to kind of figure out how to work through these type of games on the road. You know. The Knicks are – I don't think the Knicks are good, to be (laughs) honest. But they are tough at home. They are not good. They are not good. Uh, Boston and Toronto, again, are not – Boston's a mess. Yeah, yeah, maybe Boston will be formidable if Jalen Brown's back. I mean, they're worthless without him. But the Warriors need some more of these road games just to – just to kind of work through some of this stuff, there's no other way around You
3: started this show with kind of like you learn a lot from bosses. The Warriors have won a lot of games this season. They're going to win a lot of games going into the rest of the season. But when you look at how, how they are going to win a championship, they're going to need to get better from the games that they lose. And you can't get better if you're winning every single game. You can get better if you're winning every single game when you have KD, Steph, Clay, Dre, and Andre Iguodala. But I think this team, you've got guys that need to play these close, close games, man. Like you just, you can't, you can't win every game by 25 points and get better. Andrew Wiggins needs the reps. Jordan Poole needs the reps, right? Uh, Clay Thompson, when he gets back, needs the reps. JTA, G- G- all these guys do. So I don't know. It's, I don't know, I don't want to do the moral victory thing, but it's, it's, it's not a bad loss. you learn. These guys need to learn from this.
1: The only player I'd have liked to see get on the floor more who wasn't really playing enough James tonight. James Wiseman. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> n- well, he wasn't in the rotation. <laughs> I was going to say Otto, Otto Porter Jr. Yeah. Uh, Otto is a player I think can play heavy minutes in a playoff series for them. Um, heavy being 20-plus minutes. Like He's a player who should be able to play 20 minutes in a conference finals type of series. Or let's put it this way. If he's not, they have severe depth issues when they get to the playoffs. Um, need to see a little more of Otto in these moments. He played 18 minutes today. He did not hit his shots. Some of some of tonight's game might be that simple. Otto went one of six from three. If Auto goes four of six, they win. You know, it might just be that. It could just be that simple. They went twelve for forty-eight from three. Oh. If Stefan, if oh. guys like Stefan Otto Porter are just hitting shots at their normal clip, maybe they win. But that's just kind of how it goes some of these times, right? Yeah. I, just, I guess that's how it is. So it's, you. What, what you're looking for is like what is their counter when the shots aren't falling? And for me. Like what we were saying earlier, a lot of that falls on Poole and Wiggins taking the next step,
3: and for my money, it's Pool, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. I hey man, Andrew Wiggins kept these these guys in the game in the first half, though. So he's been he's been incredible. Oh, well, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, he, did,
1: he, just, did, he did just huge shot making, and it, the thing with Wiggins, I'm just
3: his shot looks so good when his feet are it, set. Now it's it just, does. Just, yeah. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't cut you off. It just it does. He just got a beautiful shot that. I had no idea was there. Um I, I on the optimistic side, Jordan Poole, Angel Wiggins, two X factors. Can you imagine how easy life's going to be when Clay's back? You threw out a tweet that um if the Warriors can't or can they play a Steph Clay, Draymond Wiggins, Poole 5. Like can they play that 5? Cuz if they can,
1: I think that solves the <laughs> offensive issues. Like,
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: Like, I don't think that that lineup is going to have an issue with offense and crunch time. The question is, can they rebound the ball well enough versus good teams in crunch time? But let's talk about that at another time. I've, I've been kind of thinking it's about excited, closing. Though.
3: I'm going to tell you, it's got to excited.
1: Yeah, because it's it's kind of difficult because like Wiggins doesn't really rebound the ball that well. Clay doesn't really rebound the ball. Poole doesn't really. So it's a little tough to play. Steph's all you four. Steps, your four. All Yeah, dude. Yeah, Steph Brooke, getting the rebounds and breaking shots. That's my
3: guy. (laughs) Okay. All right. Relax.
0: Relax. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: Let's open this let's open to some callers. Uh, Let's get the goons on. (laughs) Antonio, what's up, man?
5: Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, I was just gonna say I might get shot down quickly, but I'm just a bit confused as to why I didn't see Kuminga or Moody. Like I mean I mean I see them in the the G League doing very well. And I'm just like Belly wasn't playing good defense. Like I would have liked to see Kuminga in the first half, maybe a little bit um obviously he, you know this is kind of like a playoff setting type of game and i know you know he's not going to be out there in the playoffs i just would like to see him and then damian lee's been so ass, i'm just like why not put moody out there because it's not like d lee's playing defense really like just put moody out there if he makes a shot even if it's good if not you know whatever especially because clay's not back yet because like if d ass, he could just get out the rotation when clay's back and i'm just kind of frustrated that. I don't see them at all after like I see like such their great showings in the G League games.
1: That's interesting, you know. Antonio, appreciate the call. Um, earlier in the season, like you, the, the Bulls game that you and I went to together, Andy, they threw Kuminga out there, in, nope. you know, like just to change the energy, put him on DeRozan. I thought he did a pretty good job, you know. Like, it's not like he played huge minutes in that game, but like really, you know, sometimes you just throw a player out there to change the energy of a game. And Kerr hasn't really done that since that homestand. Curious why? I, I'm assuming it's because Kuminga is not doing something in practice, and Steve seems pretty dead set on trying to get these young guys to do things the right way, and not just like give them, uh, you know, like luxury minutes or something right. like that. Like he's he's going full old school with it. But it is kind of it is kind of interesting they can't get on the floor.
3: I I'm surprised as well too. Um, I think JTA has been good. Uh, since he's gotten back in the rotation. I think Steve's someone that just kind of like wants to reward uh, his minutes because you remember Kaminga played over JTA. It, it right. wasn't more of a Lee thing. And then Moses Moody kind of hasn't been in the rotation at all anyway this season. Um, but I'm with you. I, I do think the, uh, the road trip, they're playing a lot of road games these next month uh, or so. So I think you'll see these guys a little bit more. Um, but again, it'd be nice to see them. But these guys are rookies. I'm not going out of my way and thinking of these guys as making an impact, especially against a team like Philly. The record isn't, isn't really uh, representative of who they are. They had a lot of injuries so far this season. They're a really good basketball team. I mean, like They're really good. Uh, probably a second-round Eastern Conference team at least. So it, I doubt that Moody or Kaminga is going gonna, is gonna to have an impact anyway. But, yeah, I'd rather have seen those guys. Like, just, just throw Kaminga out there in the first half. See what happens. I'm
1: with it. Agreed. My man from Brazil. Bernardo,
6: what's up, man? Oh my God, I'm so glad that you're here, Sam. <laughs> Can't even believe it. But no, I'm just reading the comments, and some people on Twitter are saying that we need to make a trade, and that like people worried about Steph Slump, and I get it. Like it's it's not a good look when he goes two for nine and just doesn't look good. He just, he didn't look quick. He didn't look able to get separation tonight, which is worrisome. But that's not the first time that he did that he has looked like that, and i can like I can't remember a couple of games of him the last couple of years when he did just the as him he's too much off the ball and it looks kind of crunky but i don't like this team isn't good in the clutch because offensively right now right but not a lot of worry to me i I don't think I'm worried about that, especially because clay's coming back in. I think in the playoffs, everything gets tougher and everything gets tighter. And, of course, being good in the clutch is important in the playoffs. But when you're blowing teams out by 25, like once every two games, this is way more indicative of playoff and long-term success than struggling in the clutch. Like, we shouldn't lose this perspective here. This team is really good. Like, people are saying as if we need to make a trade. Like I, I, I've talked about this in the in the podcast before. I'm in favor of a trade. I think trading for Sabonis or Turner would be good for this team. But it's not like this team isn't good enough. This team is blowing people out. I agree. Every single game. Like I agree. So it's and about and just just about Moody. One second. I don't think playing Moody is about Moody. It's just why Damian Lee? Why why do you play (laughs) Damian Lee any minutes at this moment? Like. Ludi could be called, I don't know, James, and I would say play James because he's better than Damian Lee right now. Damian Lee sucks. Like I don't get.
3: It. <laughs> um, Bernardo, appreciate the call.
6: If you uh, have it for,
3: <laughs> Bernardo was ready to go for another ten minutes. Um, I, now I, I do think part of the um, uh, part of it is I think Sam is people are used to the Warriors being this just unstoppable force, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, uh, KD three straight seasons right like anytime you see any type of weakness it's just like oh my god oh my god we, what, what do we do who do we trade who do we bench right type of thing but uh, i'm with them in that i think the warriors as presently constructed are good enough to win a championship with clay thompson back would i like to see them make a move sure yeah if it makes sense 100 percent. but they are good enough uh, to win but you know sometimes you lose a road game against the six couple thoughts one no trades are going to happen before february mm. anyway mm
1: um two we will have then seen clay for at least a month so maybe we have a better idea of who they really are because that's kind of a big piece to be missing three i do think the crunch time stuff matters but bernardo's right what's more important is that they're 21 and 5 that's more indicative who they are the crunch time stuff tells me they have stuff to work through it's like it's i don't want to call it's not a red flag but it's it's something they have to work through. It's something they need to get better at through the course of the season because at this point, I want to say they've had, I don't know, six or seven of these close crunch time games and they've lost four of them and they've all been kind of the same way where they can't generate offense. So that's somewhat of a trend. It's fixable, but it is something they got to work through.
3: Yeah. I, part of it too, it does remind me a little bit of 73 and nine-ish or fourteen-fifteen, where, hey, when they win, they win by a lot. Like, when the Warriors are rolling, nothing can stop them. And most of the time, 67% of the time, they're going to win. And when they lose, they don't get blown out, right? Like, they're not yeah. a team, like tonight, where they're just going to get handled by 15 points. Like, that's not, hap- not going to happen. So, I think a lot of the times you see when they lose, there's only one way that they're going to lose. They're going to lose a close game. Like, that's the only way. Because uh, they're just even the Spurs game, they'd go down by 30. And by the end of the game, it's a two-possession game. Like this this team just doesn't get blown out, and I think that's maybe part of it where this team is so good that they win so many games when they lose. it just always feels like it's a close one, but I you know it'd be yeah, nice to see them win a couple of close games like that,
1: yeah too. it I mean and the seventy three and nine year they yeah you're doing right. the bunch, of, yeah, just every close game was like Steph, boom game yeah, you yeah. Know? right right, so anyway, work to be done, let's keep moving, Mike. Mike Davis, what's up, my man? How you guys doing tonight?
2: Good, brother. Hanging it in there. All right. So there's a couple things for me. Um, I'm not mad at tonight at all, and I don't think we should be. I don't think anybody should be, really. Um, I, usually, in any of these five losses, what I see is I don't see teams beating the Warriors. I see the Warriors beating the Warriors, like, in the fourth quarter. Philadelphia pushed up on them a little bit and uh, you know it's like three straight turnovers just you know like dumb plays that's what I see instead of um, you know them just just losing a game you know what I mean it's like you guys are beating yourself right now and you can see it happen when they start to get in crunch time and they they just start to kind of not be themselves you know and I'm sure they talk about that kind of stuff um, so I think they'll get at it. I, I think they'll, they'll bounce back. Um, the other thing is I'm going to jump on the Damian Lee train here. <laughs> um, I, you know, I mean, yeah, Steph's brother-in-law, whatever, but like every time he has the ball in his hands, every time he shoots, even like he missed like one, did you guys see the close layup that he missed tonight? He was like right up under the boards or something like that. And he yeah. couldn't. I mean, not <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's just like, dude, like every time I see you play basketball, I'm just not a believer in you at all. And it's just, I, they probably won't get rid of him because, you know, it's in the family, but I, I, he's not helping them whatsoever. And then the third thing I'll say is, is, uh, man, I'm going to see them in Indianapolis. Oh. On- <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> probably not gonna play. <laughs> you gotta,
3: you gotta sell it to someone that thinks Steph is gonna play and get rid of those tickets, man. or enjoy the Kaminga minutes. You know, Jordan Poole's gonna go for thirty-five. So yeah, there's, there's I, but, yeah I don't think anyway, Steph is playing. I don't I'm don't gonna Steph go and support playing.
2: it anyway. So you know, that's we'll, we'll yeah, we'll see. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Appreciate you, Mike. Oh, I, I'm hurt for him.
1: Nothing worse. Oh. Ryan, what's up, bro?
5: Hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, First of all, uh, I take back what I said about Chris Paul. Joel Embiid is the real Republican in the NBA. My God, watching him play is insufferable. Uh, Secondly, I want to defend Damian Lee real quick. This guy is getting hate because he's missing his jump shots. But if you watch him play, he's still moving really smart around. He knows where to find Steph. No one else on this roster at the two guard currently could find Steph as well as Damian Lee does, which is invaluable to this offense. He's a smart defender. He's a team defender. He's just a team guy. He's just not hitting shots right now. Taking him out of the rotation because of results over process. The process is right. It's just the results aren't going his way right now. So that's my take on Damian Lee. And then uh, overall, just one of those sloppy games where um, I feel like Philly did a really good job taking Steph out of his flow. Tybalt was a menace. Draymond got in foul trouble. It is a tad concerning, but I'm going to refrain to any judgments on closing until Clay is back because a lot of those shots are on sure. a Wiggins, Bielitsa, Otto would be Clay in the corner if they're doubling. It's that
1: simple. Yeah, that's, that's, a fair point. that's a fair point. I agree with you, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it's like, look, the closing lineup stuff is really frustrating, but I also want to see how it looks with Clay before we, we make any sort of judgments going forward. Let's keep mm-hmm. moving. Yeah.
3: Mike makes a good point about the mistakes, though. The Warriors made a lot of them. That, that you just, yeah, you know. Chris, hey Chris, what's up, dude? Hey,
5: gentlemen. Uh, first time,
4: first time caller.
5: Hell yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think for me, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I'd like to see Kaminga play more, just because, you know, it's like we were talking. I think you guys were talking about it before. Just Kaminga at least is aggressive going to the basket, and. I kind of feel like our offense kind of just it it, it settles a little too much on jump shots to a point where you just want them to just, you know, just take it to the hoop. You know, especially this game, they were just, you know, missing so many threes. You just kind of want them to start going to the hoop a little bit, at least try to get fouled or at least try to, you know, do something. And I think that I think that was the frustrating thing. I think also against the Spurs, I think we kind of saw that same kind of thing where they were kind of settling for jump shots and not,
1: you know, trying to be aggressive going to the hoop. Um, I, I agree with you, Chris. That's kind of why I was um, that's kind of why I was saying Jordan Poole's the one I'm watching more because he's he's clearly shown the most ability with regards to. Kind of getting to the cup and finishing inside outside of Steph Curry on this roster. And yeah, when they have these games, I mean 12 for 48 from three, you can say, okay, how many nights are they really gonna shoot that poorly? Or you can say, You're not hitting shots, do something else. And he's one of the guys I trust, or at least has
3: the potential to do something else. Yeah. And and really it's a lot of Jordan, it's a lot on Jordan Poole's shoulders. Steph's gotta be better. You're yes. not making those threes. Go ISO, go to the hole. T- Tybo did a good job. Tybo wasn't going to guard Steph going to the hole. Go to the hole, get a mid range jumper, get fouled, whatever it is, right? Like, Steph can do it. We've seen it for a decade. Like, like it's it's on Steph. Like, George, Jordan Bull's 22. I expect the sum thing of yeah, him, but mean, I, Steph's got to be better.
1: Yeah, but the other thing is, like, Tybo's long, man. He's 6'8". He had four fouls. Points.
3: Steph should have done more. I just, I'm a Steph guy. You know that, but, I mean.
1: Steph should have done more, but he blocked his jump shot twice. Embiid was sitting there waiting for him. I'm just saying they were they were shadowing Steph with two to three bodies, like two to three long bodies. Jordan Poole had like Tyrese Maxey or Seth Curry on him. Like he should have been, he should have been able – same with Wiggins, to be honest. Like those were the matchups that they should have exploited. And they did exploit them in this third quarter specifically. Like when those two were going, that's when I was like, oh, we going to win this game. And then they went away from him, and those guys – this is the the inexperience you're talking about those guys don't know how to kind of assert themselves back into the game when they when they float out of a game in the way that let's say um hey, clay, clay thompson. thompson yeah
3: exactly maybe clay thompson
1: would know how to reassert himself back into the game because he's a veteran he's been there a lot more so it's
3: part of the growth yeah clay's a killer oh, I can't wait
5: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check
1: All right, Ricky. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on, bro? All right. So I noticed that the broadcast brought this up earlier. Uh, Draymond was shooting uh, a career high of 55% from the field this year. Um, This is more like a – and I also noticed on uh, Stat News his previous career high was 49% from the 73-win season. So um, are we not talking about that enough? And is it sustainable for the rest of the year? Okay, so yeah, so here's my thing with Draymond. He's being opportunistic at attacking open spaces when he gets them. I still don't think he's actually looking for his offense, if that makes sense. Like, he's doing better than last year, but he's still very much last option, take it to the rim. I would like to see him just take some open threes, man. Just do it. I don't understand why. He's actually hitting them at a height high percentage but what does it matter if you take one a game oh he's not hitting
3: high percentage anymore In fact,
1: he's down to 30 percent but he's we'll thinking 30 we'll take 30 he's taking one a game that's the least of his career that i knew off the top of my head last year he took two a game somehow he's taking less this year so i would like to see him do a little more because he's gonna have to close games it'd be nice if he could did you
3: see the floater he made tonight <sighs> I mean, yeah. I I jumped off I jump off my seat like when I saw Steph hitting a half court shot because it's the same fucking type of rarity. Um, but I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. Maybe they have more options. I, I I don't know if it gets any better because when Clay comes back, Draymond's gonna be even more pass happy, right? Uh, until he absolutely needs to shoot. So I, I don't know. I, I just I'm with you too. The three point shot, he's gotta shoot a little bit more. Sometimes it feels like if he doesn't make the first one in the beginning of the game, he just doesn't bother. Um, so maybe that's part of it. But I just got to kind of live with it at some
6: point.
1: Yeah. All right. Keep moving. Manny, what's up, dude?
2: What's going on, fellas? A long-time listener, first-time calling. Appreciate it. Uh, I just want to yeah, yeah, I just wanna know, can we get Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole some help? Or what? <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but um, in reality, though, uh, I do have a question for you. I know he kind of disappeared a little bit in the fourth quarter, didn't do a whole lot, but the NBA comes out with these lists a lot of like, Top 25 and under players in the league. um So it's kind of just a random number. But where do you rank Jordan Poole and like top players 22 and younger? Because I know there's like Luca, Ja, Lamello, I think like Anthony Edwards. Those are the guys that like pop off to me off the top of the head. Obviously Zion, but he eats too much Popeyes. And then he breaks Back, phone, Yeah, so. he's cooked. He's yeah. cooked. He's done. <laughs> um, Zion olded
3: over there.
2: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I have to think.
1: that's that a great question, Manny. <clears throat> Manny, appreciate the call. Um, hmm.
3: wish I had the list in front of me.
1: I'd have to think about it. I'm looking at it, but here, here's a good way to okay. put it. Okay. 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 Let's go to jo- let's go to Jordan Poole's draft class. Okay. I'm looking at it. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm talking slowly so I can pull it up in front of us. Um, <laughs> all right. So, okay, Zion. Ja better than him. RJ Barrett? Eh.
3: Awful season so far.
1: DeAndre Hunter, nice role player. Darius Injured. Garland, I'd okay. rather have yes. over yes. him, too. Yes. Jared Culver? No. No. Kobe White? No. no. Jackson Hayes? No. No. Rue Hachimura, different type of player. Um, yeah. Cam Cam Reddish, intri- uh, intriguing. Okay. Okay. Keep, I'll keep, I mean, Cam Johnson. Mm. Good role okay. player, DJ yeah. Washington. Good role player. Good role player. Tyler yeah. Hero. Okay, Hero or Jordan Poole. I think Hero is a little that, better, but it's that. That's the same type of player. That's, just, yeah. that's the
3: one where they're the same guy. <laughs> it
1: could go either way. I would not be surprised if Jordan Poole or Tyler Hero turned into all stars. I would yeah. also not be surprised if they just turned into career six men. Yep. They could go either way. They're they're yep. intriguing. So I would I would uh, to to uh, back up to his point is Jordan, I would consider guys like Ja and even Darius Garland sure things you know those are all star caliber talents like they're going to Darius Garland is going to make a handful of all star teams in this league maybe even this year to be honest right like he looks really good he looks like he's going to be a starting like a, a high caliber point guard for a long time I would put Jordan Poole in the tier below those guys where I'm like I'm intrigued I think he can get there but I
3: wouldn't be surprised if he just kind of stuck it out at this tier of play yeah i i think he's he might be two tiers below i'm looking at the top 25 uh under 25 i know you're talking about that draft class but Colin yeah, i was just looking checked. at his
1: one one yeah. draft
3: class but go ahead sorry yeah no i mean sexton comes in at 25 i mean you look at the top 25 he's better than
1: sexton, it's, it's, sexton bro <laughs> i uh,
3: it, I, don't I don't like i don't like Sexton. Either. i don't like him either and he's out for the season now but um i think he's at the edge of that top 2,525 list, but hey, who's number who's number 24 and 23? Uh, it's Miles Bridges at 23, Jared Allen at 24. So those guys are better. Uh, but yeah, RJ okay. at 20, Halliburton's at 22. Like he's at the edge of that list. I, I don't know if he's in there yet, but uh, but the talent's there, right? Like that's what we're, that's what we're really talking about here. Like the talent is there that we did not, well, I did not know that he would be able to break into that space, and shit, it looks like he might. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: he's definitely. One of the 25 best players under 25, but is if he is he gonna break into the upper echelon like a guy you build around? We'll see. I'm kind of optimistic, but I'm willing to acknowledge it could go either way. Wow, Se- Sexton. Why? Okay, we're not talking Colin Sexton, but I'm 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 not a fan of the way he plays the game. I, I, you know, we're in agreement, brother. <laughs> just- look, all I have to say <laughs> is look how much better Cleveland is without him. Oh, man, Cleveland's good. The Warriors oh. are not better without Jordan Poole. That's all you need to know.
3: Yeah, fair enough. God, Sexton Slander for no reason. <laughs> He's not good, man. I can't stand watching him. But hope he gets healthy. All right, let's keep him moving here. Do we have anyone else?
1: Last caller of the night, Ty. Right. Ty, what's going on? Ty? You got to unmute, brother.
3: Oh, shit. My bad, <laughs> <laughs> My bad <job. laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love uh, it. Hey, long time uh listener, you know what I'm saying? I'm calling a couple times. Recently yeah, I uh yeah. subscribed to the premium. Shout out to y'all
6: boys. Uh you actually spend money.
3: But <laughs> uh I said all this to say. Um I find it really interesting that uh none of the announcers wanna like uh discredit any defense. So, uh, by saying Steph is cold So they always say like all right, uh, Mikael Bridges Is he a defensive player of the year And then like uh, after the game You see uh, the uh, side-line reporter asking, uh, asking Matisse If he's going to get the defensive player of the year So I guess my question is uh, Obi Toppin Is he the next uh, defensive player of the year candidate Or is uh, Steph going <laughs> to give up on the Obi <laughs> <laughs> Toppin It's whoever's near Steph right <laughs> yeah, Ty I love the call. Hey, uh, by the by the way, real quick before that, Ty, if you're not in the Discord, uh the Lightyears premium Discord, shoot us a DM, we'll get you in there because you sign up, you need to be in there. So anyway, Sam, go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say
1: if Obi Toppin puts a defensive performance like this together, I'll officially be worried about Steph. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's happening. I will say my um Mikhail Bridges and Matisse Steibel are maybe the two best young wing defenders. Like just watching them. It's like it, it. I was just thinking, it's like, man, this is what we would see from like I don't know, Paul George or Tony Allen a decade ago, right? Like it just reminds me, yeah. like the league moves forward. Like now, I'm not saying Steph wasn't cold because he was cold, but they played good defense. Like are the new guys who are like your best chance at guarding Steph, yeah. right? Um, so that's just that's just how it goes. That's that lets you know how long Steph has been as good as he is. Oh yeah. Tony Allen used to be that guy. Now it's Matisse Thibault. Where's Matisse what's Dibble? Tony Allen up to? Yeah, Tony Tony <laughs> Allen's exactly. retired. Occasionally starting a fight on Twitter. Meanwhile, um, <laughs> when Tony Allen was guarding Steph in the playoffs, Matisse Thibault was like 14 years old. Just <laughs> put that in perspective. That's I mean Steph
3: has sneakily been doing this for longer than we like to admit. And the other thing is, I mean, to cap it off, this is just how great Steph is, right? It's just it's – just people can make names off of Steph is what it is. You can make a $60 million contract off Steph Curry. If you can guard him well in a series, I you're going to be – you're going to become the hipster, famous. I mean, that's just the
1: how it is. The hipster's new Thibault was a really good defender. Right. I guarantee you right. – Tomorrow will be the first time Matisse Stiebel's name is all over first take and right. all those shows. That's right. the power of Steph Curry because he's exactly individually regarded as like the most dangerous offensive player in the league. So if you have a successful
3: night guarding him, you've officially made yourself a household name. There, there you go. It doesn't get any better if you're Matisse Stiebel. Hopefully he gets paid. By the way, I, I tweeted it out that
1: I think – that's the first that's the first time i've ever seen someone block steph shot twice in one game and espn puts out the stat first time in steph's career an individual defender has blocked his jump shot twice in a single game third steph is what 13th year year 13 has never happened until tonight and there's a lot of reasons and part of it is batiste is good part of it is a little bit of dumb luck but like that just speaks to you know what we're talking
3: about here which is like very few people can block one of Steph's shots here I just it, that's how great he is so I, I one prediction I know you said last caller one prediction from me he's breaking the record on Tuesday nice. I, I just yes yeah, I think they're gonna ra- yes. they're gonna
1: rest him against Indy he's gonna get just a little extra juice in his legs and he's about to put on the show of all shows in MSP <laughs> Tuesday night
3: and you better be here for Green Room Sam you better be here
1: I'll be here my <laughs> man appreciate uh, you all there you
4: guys Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.